that's the series. And next week we have a treat. We have a guest speaker uh, from Manor Church in Fayetteville, North Carolina. That's, our, that's where the leader of Impact Churches uh, resides, and he's a senior pastor of that church. And uh, he's sending us, allowing us to have one of his, uh, his pastors, uh, the pastor over leadership development, uh, Ben is, uh, he is, he is really a wonderful person. He's never been here before, uh, but he's, he's sort of like Clem Ferris. Uh, he's like, um, Michael Cotton, if any of you remember them, but, uh, Ben, uh, goes overseas. He does a lot of work, uh, in other countries. Uh, he's very prophetic and, and he's just an awesome man of God. So Ben Goodman will be here next Sunday, and we want to give him a warm Lynchburg welcome because he's never been here before. So he's, uh, uh, he's met me, of course, my wife and, and things, but he's never seen our congregation. He doesn't know the love uh, that's coming from uh, Lynchburg, Virginia, and Impact Churches, so we want to show him that. Also, we have the Freedom Weekend Friday night and Saturday, uh, Friday night from 7 to 9, and Saturday morning from uh, 9 to 2.30 with one hour uh, break for lunch. And we need, we still need um, uh, uh, one person uh, to go with the one we have in child care. Uh, we'll have child care available, so if you know anybody who has children still want to come, oh, awesome, we have, we have uh, two people that will be um, available for child care. So if you, if you want to make some money, then, of course, I'll see me at the church or I'll see um, Elder Sam or, or somebody and let them know that um, uh, to see me because we want you to, we want to be, we, want to, we, we really want to have this conference available for everyone. We don't want anybody to have any excuses for inviting someone uh, to this, this conference. Now the title today uh, is but you see, the rule of this world has nothing in me. Now we, of course, last week we had a little fun, and, and we talked about three things that, that if you have a flower that you don't want, then you need to dig up the bulb, okay? And so uh, that's what we talked about last week, and we talked about three of those things. But it, there might be many, many more uh, that you could think of uh, in your life that the Holy Spirit will bring to you, which is good, which is good. Uh, just remember that if you don't like the fruit, you've got to get rid of the root. That's just the, that's just the way it is. Okay, and that's what the conference is for, is going to the root of some things and helping us to, to uh, be more like Jesus. Because that's what we want to be, is that correct? More like Jesus. So let's start off today uh, with reviewing two scriptures that I would like for you to memorize. Uh, one of those scriptures is in 1 Corinthians uh, it's in 9.27. One of the scriptures is there. Uh, it, it was not, uh, doesn't have to be on PowerPoint, but it's there. It's there. Uh, so what we want to do is, is I'll, I'll memorize from the King James. I, wanna, I want to really keep under my body and bring it into subjection, at least by any means when I've uh, preached or proclaimed the good news to them. I myself might not be disqualified. I don't want to be disqualified. Uh, I want to be able to practice what I proclaim. Do you want to do the same thing? 
We want to practice what we proclaim. So in order to do that, um, we want to stay free. And if we're going to stay free, we need to keep, on, keep up under this flesh, up under this body. That's what it, it, we're talking about. Keep up under this body. Bring it into subjection. Make it your slave so that when I'm proclaiming to somebody else, I won't be disqualifying myself. And most of the time, a lot of times, that, that, that person that you're proclaiming to is in your own household. Sometimes your children. Sometimes a loved one. Sometimes it's people in your own church. I want to be able to walk the talk. That's what it's about. Is that correct? Okay, and then another scripture I want you to memorize is in 1 Corinthians also 6.12. We want to memorize that one. And when we start, stated that a lot of times, and that scripture tells us that, that all things are lawful to us, but all things are not, what? Profitable. All things are lawful, but all things are, what? I'm not going to allow anything to bring me into uh, a subjection or I'm not going to be mastered by anything or I'm not going to be controlled by anything. I'm not going to come under, under power. All those words are depending on what version you, you, you read. I don't want to come under the power of anything. I don't want to be in subjection to anything. I don't want anything to master me. I don't care what it is. I don't want it to master me. I want to master it. I don't want to say, well, I can stop if I wanted to. Everybody says that, you know, addicts say that, you know, if you're alcoholic, whatever it is, I don't want to say that because I got uh, myself in, in a situation where I need to have this. I don't care what it is. Uh, now, now, do you, do you all want to name a few things that you, you don't want to, you don't want to be under subjection to it. It's lawful. How about nicotine? How about caffeine? Oh, I, oh, come on now. <laughs> now I'm meddling. We have a, we have a coffin ministry out there. Uh, uh, there is such a thing called decaffeinated. It is, isn't it? Might not be good, I mean, but it is decaffeinated coffee, man. Huh? <laughs> People say, I'm meddling now. Stop it. Stop it right there. Don't you go any further. <laughs> you know? But but a lot of people are under subjection to they have to have this when they eat a meal. After they finish eating a meal, I hear people say, I just got to have a smoke. I just have to have a cigarette. Why do you have to have one? Are you mastered by this thing, this nicotine? Oh, the first thing in the morning, I have to have my what? Coffee. Are you mastered by this thing? What is Thanksgiving if I don't have, you know, pumpkin pie, if I don't have sweet potato pie, if I don't have, you know, are you mastered by sweets? I'm just asking a question. I'm just asking a question. See, we, we, a lot of times we think of, uh, uh, you know, well, drugs, we think of, you know, alcohol addiction, we think of pornography, we think of all these things. And, and yes, we're talking about these things, but let's get real. Let's get real. I don't want to be mastered by anything. That's what Paul was saying. You don't like me now, do you? <laughs> Let's go into today's mess. I'm, stop, I'm, I'm through meddling now. Okay. <laughs> now, in, 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 today, in today's message, what we want to do is realize that things exist in this Bible that are still in existence today. And we're not having a Freedom Weekend just for somebody else. We have no freedom weekend for us, for Cornerstone, but we are inviting everybody else. 
to participate. Okay. And so, uh, like Randy Thorne said, he has this, you know, every other, every other year, he have a freedom weekend for his congregation. You invite other people. You know, uh, a lot of people have it. My mentor, Jerry Daly, um, he's had it. He's had Ben to come in. This, this is real. We want to be a free people, don't we? We want to be a free people. We don't want to just sing about it. We want to be what we are. We want to celebrate the person who made it possible, possible for us to be free. He said, whom the Son is set free. Finish it for me. It's free indeed. That's true, isn't it? He must be powerful. He must be awesome. Nobody can mess with Jesus. Is that correct? Let's look at it in Matthew chapter 28. Everyone knows the Great Commission. Is that right? In verse 16, let's start there. I'm reading out a New American Standard. But the 11 disciples proceeded to Galilee and to the mountain which Jesus had designated. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some were doubtful. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All, not some, all, not some, all power. This is not just, it's not the word dunamis, it's the word exosil. It means all authority, all authority. There is no authority higher than Jesus Christ. None, zilch, no authority higher than Jesus. If Jesus says it, it's done, Is it. Simple as that. Nobody can resist Jesus Christ. Nothing can resist Jesus Christ. Everything was made. Is made through Jesus Christ. He says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. So, who is more powerful than Jesus? Who has more authority than Jesus? Because the devil, all the uh, demons and all the unclean spirits, all of them are heavenly beings. They're in the heavenlies, the principalities of power. They're in the heavenlies, but they are subject to Jesus Christ. They are subject to the word of God because the word of God is Jesus. He is the word. Is that correct? We just stated what scripture says. Then he says to to those 11 disciples. Go, therefore. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Is he prejudiced? Are we going to exclude the Samaritans? Are we going to cl- exclude the Romans because we don't like them? He says, of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son 
and the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe, or that means to obey, all that I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of, of the age. Do you think he was talking only to his disciples, those 11? That when they die out, you can forget it. Nobody has to go anywhere else because I was talking to them. Right? No. He's talking to all of us. Go. Make disciples. So it tells me when I'm going, he tells me he's with me. Because he said, I'm with you always. Even to the end of time, in the end of the age, I am with you. So that means that if he is with me, that means that I have his authority. If he sent me, that means that I'm sent with authority. Anybody I send somewhere, anybody you send someone some, somewhere, they're representing you. That means they have your authority. You know, those of you who, who have, have older children and younger children, sometimes you might leave your, your teenage uh, uh, person in charge. They might be 18, they might be whatever, and you say, well, I'm leaving you in charge of the younger children. And when they leave them in charge, it doesn't mean that, that you know, uh, they do what they want to do. Is that correct? They do what the mother or the father have said. They represent the mother and father. They don't substitute and do their own thing. They represent. I was talking to a young man, Steve Gregor. He came over to the church, and, uh, oh, Steve woke up. His ears picked up. Oh, okay. And, 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 and Steve, he said, well, you know, I was down the street, so I just came over to visit you. I said, oh, it's great, Steve. I said, what are you doing down the street? And he was representing. <laughs> Steve wasn't doing anything wrong. What is wrong with your mind? I mean, what? <laughs> my goodness gracious. <laughs> Steve was working, down, uh, going down the street to this place that's being renovated. Uh, that, that, you know, the restaurant down there, the steakhouse is being renovated. And, and, uh, and he's a structural in- engineer, and he was checking on things structurally, uh, but he was representing not Ma Gregory, his wife. He was not going representing himself. He was going representing his company, those who, who is in authority over him. He was representing them. Is that correct, Steve? That's correct. You, see, you heard him say yes? Okay. All right. He said yes. Okay. He said yes. So when Jesus sent, he represents. Matter of fact, the Father sent his only begotten son, didn't he? That whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. But the son says that I do nothing on my own authority. That's what he said. I only do what I hear. I only do what I see my father do. He's under authority. Everybody has to be under authority. So when we go out, uh, you know, Jesus went out. He was representing the Father. When he sent the apostles out or disciples out, they're representing him. When he tells us to go out, we are representing him also, and therefore we have authority. We have authority. That's why when he sent them out and they came back, they said, Woo-hoo-hoo, by my goodness gracious, oh, we, oh the, even the demons, they were, they were subject to us. And, and Jesus wasn't excited about that, was he? He said, hey, hey. I've seen Satan fall from, you know, heaven like lightning. Come on, you know. Don't, don't rejoice in this. 
that they are subject to you. That's natural. Right? I want you to rejoice that your names are written in heaven. So when we're talking about freedom, the enemy doesn't want you to know that you walk in authority. The enemy doesn't want you to know that you can have the same authority that Jesus has because you're representing him. He wants you to be afraid of him. He wants you to, you know, uh, just, uh, man, a freedom weekend. I don't want to go no freedom weekend uh, because the, the devil might be there. And he might jump off of somebody else and jump on me. I mean, people, they think things like that. Well, suppose Jesus was like that. All authority, all authority has been given to you. Gave to Jesus. He walks in all authority. Number two, I want you to know that Jesus Christ came that he may demolish the works of the enemy. Okay, let's look at it in 1 John 3. Let's, let's go there. It says, the one who practices, that's a continual process, a habitual practicing sin is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose. For this purpose. What purpose is that? To destroy, to demolish, to loosen, if you will, the works of the devil. It's like, it's like the, the devil has captives and he has them tied up. And you've seen, seen Western movies. You've seen things where people tie people up, you know, they tie them up, you know and put tape over the lips, you know, so they can't hollow, you know, bank robbery and something like that. You've seen the Westerns, haven't you? You all like Westerns? Okay. Well, you need to come to the, to the seminar then so you can get delivered, so you can like Westerns. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, well, see, they, they tie them up, and then they say, oh, here come the good guy. He rides, rides on a white horse, got a white hat, you know. Uh, he, he comes and he says, free him! Loose that man. Right? Well, Jesus came and he freed us. He freed us. We are no longer under the power or the authority of the devil. Death and hell was taken care of by Jesus Christ. So I thank God that he said he came for this purpose to destroy the works of the devil. What are the works of the devil? Sin. Three letters, sin. If you can name it, that's sin. If you can name any sin, any sin, that's the devil. So, so therefore, he said, I came to destroy it. Destroy it. So that it, won't ne- it will never have authority over you. You never have to walk in sin. Nobody can make you sin. Nobody. You don't have to sin because I've demolished 
the works of the devil. And he's a, he's a liar from the beginning. You don't have to lie. You don't have to cheat. You don't have to steal. You don't have to do anything, do you? Because he's came to free you, loose you, loose me. I'm excited about that. Because whatever it is, I don't care if, if, if I like sweets. It doesn't matter to me uh, because he cannot make me eat pineapple cake. Right? You can put it in front of me all you want to on Thanksgiving. You know, I don't have to eat it, do I? Yeah, I don't have to. He can't make me eat nothing. He can't make me love sugar, even though I do. But he can't make me eat anything. So I have a choice, don't I? I'm not in bondage. Not in bondage. I thank God that he freed me. I thank God he gave me a willpower. He gave me will. He gave you will, didn't he? He gave me some determination. We all have that, so I don't have to do this thing. He can tempt me all he wants to with whatever he wants me to do, but I'm just like a corpse over in the funeral home. I don't see, I don't hear, I know no sense. You can flash it back. It doesn't matter. I'm not under an obligation to sin. He came to destroy the works of the devil. I mean, I love that. I love that because that means I can be free of anything. When somebody say, well, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, pornography is every man battle. Uh, it might be every man battle, but he doesn't, have to, he doesn't have to lose the victory, does he? He doesn't have to lose the victory. I don't care what the Internet has to offer. I don't care what is in there, what, what the world says. We don't have to fall into temptation. Do we? We can be tempted because Jesus was tempted in all cases, yet without, come on, sin. We don't have to sin. That's good news for the men, isn't it? And I don't care what kind of stuff is out there on the Internet. I don't care what hours of the night you're up. I don't care what is this. You don't have to turn on no computer. You don't have to go to the, in the site. You don't have to use your cell phone. You don't have to do these things, do we? No, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Because Jesus Christ has set you free. Praise God. And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Number three. Number three, we exhort in just the goodness and graciousness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is that Jesus, he dealt with unclean spirits and so must we. Yeah, yeah. Don't think that you're going to be above your mentor, your discipler. It's enough to be as he is. Is that correct? Jesus Christ, we are disciples of Christ, right? We're not going to be above Christ that, oh, you, you had to deal with that stuff, but I don't have to deal with stuff. People hated you, but they won't hate me. Everybody's going to like me. 
it, well, that's not what the scripture says. The scripture says, if everybody, if everybody like you, something's wrong with you. Yeah, that's what the scripture says. Yeah. Let's turn to the Matthew 8. Verse 14. Let's start there. It says, when Jesus came into Peter's home, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick in bed with a fever. Have you ever seen anybody sick with a fever, with, a, with whatever it is? Have you ever been in a room with somebody that's been sick? Yes. Right? Do you think that Jesus says that, hey, don't worry about a thing. You ignore everybody who's sick. Everybody who has a need, you just ignore them because we have doctors these days and time. Right? They had doctors those days and time too. Right? Yeah, they did. Not like we have, but they had, they had physicians. Who was a physician that went around, you know, one of the apostles? Luke. Yeah. So they, they had physicians. But anyway... He touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she got up and waited on him. Is that, is that good news? That Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Is that good news? Or is that bad news? Are you saying that, man, he should have left her sick with a fever and let the thing run its course? No, not if it were you. Man, they're sick with a fever. No. It says, when evening came, they brought to him many who were, oh, no, you don't want to say that word because people are afraid of that word, demon-possessed. He, oh, are you afraid of the, those, those two little words, demon-possessed? Are you afraid of that? He and he cast out the spirits. This demon is just spirit. With a sword, with a gun, with a knife. How do you cast them out? Okay. With a word. With a word. This uh, he hollered and did somersaults and you know uh, threw dust in the air. He just cast them out with a word. With a word. And heal all who were ill. This was to fulfill. What does fulfill mean? What's another synonym for fulfill? Accomplish. Huh? What was spoken through Isaiah the prophet, that's back in Isaiah chapter 53, it says, he himself took our infirmities, infirmities or, or weaknesses, and carried away our diseases. Diseases are diseases. Okay? You're sick. Infirmities are, are weaknesses from the sickness. He fulfilled it. He fulfilled it. Are we supposed to pray for people who are sick. 
or are we supposed to not pray for them? Because we are afraid that, why should I pray? Nothing's going to happen. All authority has been given to Jesus Christ, right? Let's go a little bit further. That was number three. Number four, uh, Jesus sent out the, 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 the disciples, right? He sent them out. So let's look at that in Matthew 10. Let's go there. Uh, chapter 10, verse 1. Turn over a page in your, in your uh, iBook, iPhone, iPad. Turn a page. <laughs> Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them, oh, no, he didn't, did he? He gave them, come on, authority over who? Unclean spirits. He could have said, I'm going I'm I'm to come out, come out, come out. I want, to, I want you to go out and preach and, and, and you do all those type of things and then come back and tell me how things went. He could have said that, right? But he didn't. He knew that there must be some demonstration. There must be some demonstration of, of, of this because people are hurting. People need their ears perked up. People need to understand that this is real. We're talking about real authority. We're not talking about no magic stuff, right? Because you remember Simon the sorcerer? You remember, remember Simon the sorcerer? You know, he, he was, he was uh, just awing people with his magic ox. And they, they, were, they, were, they were thinking he was something, something, somebody, you know. But when the real authority came, Simon said, hey, can, can I buy that? Can I buy that? No, no, you can't buy it, brother. This is not, you can't buy the gift of God. This is a free gift. Freely I have given freely. You need to give, right? Yeah. So he sent them out. Let's look at it in verse, uh, let's go to verse 7. And as you go, see, he first told them to cast out the unclean spirits. Then he told them to heal every kind of disease. Uh uh-uh. No, no. Uh, you can heal all of them except leprosy. Heal all of them except cancer. Heal all of them except the things that, you know, the things that is too hard. Right? No. No, no. Heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. I want you to do that. And as you go, it says in verse 7, I want you to proclaim, I want you to preach, I want you to proclaim, that preach, that's what preach me, proclaim, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. How do they know it's at hand? Woo, man. He is healing. He is, demons are going out. Man, nobody's done anything like that. He must have some authority. And all they're, they're proclaiming it, that Jesus Christ came to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus Christ came to forgive you your sins, repent, turn from your ways, and serve the living God. Because all authority has been given to him. There is no other authority except his. They know that because they 
have witnessed that. And I say today, he wants people to know that, and he wants people to witness that there is no authority other than Jesus Christ. People can be set free. And he says, I want you to heal the sick. I want you to raise the dead. I want you to cleanse the lepers. I want you to cast out demons. Freely you have seen, and I want you to freely give. That's what I want you to do. Oh. I know you say that, oh, he's talking about those disciples again. He's not talking about me. Let's look at it in, in, in John chapter 17, verse 18. Let's go there. And it says, as you sent me into the world, this is Jesus talking, I have sent them into the world. Who is he talking about? You're talking about his disciples, right? For their sakes I sanctify myself that they themselves also may be sanctified in truth. I do not ask on, on behalf of these alone. Oh, okay, now you, okay, now, now I got it. We're going to get rid of the excuses now. We're going to get rid of, of he's talking to the apostles. He's talking to the disciples. He's not talking to everyday Christians. But it says that, I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for those also who believe in me through their word. So who believed in the, in the word of the apostles? Those disciples, everybody they talked to. We hear the word of God now because it, it was given, it was passed on. I mean, from the day of Pentecost, it was passed on, and, and 3,000 souls get saved. I mean, it's just people, they, they went to Samaria, they went to, uh, Paul went to Rome, he went every which way, Preaching, Philip went to uh, the Ethiopian eunuch. He went to uh, uh, different places in Samaria. Everybody, he's proclaiming the word of God. Everywhere you go, you proclaim the word of God. And he says, everybody who believe in me, through what you say, I'm saying the same thing I'm saying that I said to them back then. So therefore, he's talking to us. All the thoughts being given to you in heaven and earth. Because you represent the one who has that authority. That's right. So you can be free. You can set other people free. But let's make sure that we understand and know what we're talking about, right? We know what we're talking about. The last point is that Jesus said in John chapter 14, turn back just your page, but a couple of pages there, turn, turn back, uh, two pages. And it says in John 14, verse 30, let's, let's, let's finish up there. It says, talking about Jesus, he's talking about the, talking to his disciples. He said, I will not speak much more with you. He said that because he know his time is coming. It's, it's Almost there. And it says that for the ruler of the world, and you already said that all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. So who is this ruler of the world? I thought you rule everything. Jesus allows what he wants to allow, doesn't he? And so he allows the enemy to think he's in control of something. 
and he is in, in control of the, the world system. He really is. And you know, you know that the world system is not going the way of God. In, in the majority of the way, it's, it's, heading, it's heading the opposite way, and, it's, and, it's, and the ruler of this world is orchestrating everything uh, because a lot of things are against the word of God. And so the ruler, he says, he, he says the ruler of this world is coming. Who is he talking about? Satan. He's talking about Satan. And he says, and he has nothing in me. That's what he says. I mean, I like that. I like that. Because unclean spirits come around. We might be in a place and unclean spirits are there. You know, you know that everybody in your workplace, you know everybody at, at your school, whether you go to LU, whether you go to uh, Randolph College, whether you go to uh, LC, whether you go to community college, whether you go wherever you go, you got, you got to know that some unclean spirits are there. Yeah. We're not, we're not concerned about that. I mean, we, we understand that. But he has nothing in me. Nothing. If you're doing what God has called you to do, nothing's going to jump off somebody else onto you. You hear what I'm saying? You have authority. They know who you are. They know what you do. They know what you watch. They know what you say behind closed doors. They know all those things. Peter, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? Now, now those evil spirits, they jumped on them, you know, and tore them all to pieces, man. They ran out, you know, because they were just talking the talk. We got to be full of the Holy Spirit. We have to be sold out for God. We have to be, he, he has nothing in me. That's what you got to be able to say. Not that you've never sinned, because Paul has said one time, hey, to the, to the elders of Ephesus, he said, uh, look, I'm free from the blood of, of every man. I'm clean. He, he was the one that was, you know, witnessing to and agreeing with the first martyred man who was Stephen. You remember that? Paul said that. He, and how do you say you're innocent of the blood of every man? Once you accept Jesus Christ, once you, if you do sin, ask for forgiveness, turn, repent. Repent means turn from it and go the way of God. You're clean. You're free. Because he said, I'll if you can confess your sins, I'll forgive your sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. That's what he said. So you can say, he has nothing in me. I don't practice sin. I learned that I don't have to sin every day. I don't have to sin every month. I don't have to sin. 
if I do sin, I have an advocate, Jesus Christ. He's the perpetuation of my sin. He's the full payment of my sin. But I don't have to sin. I don't have to sin. Ooh-wee. That's what I want to say. You, you know, give it your best shot, saying you can do what you want to. All authority has been given to Jesus Christ. He is in me. I am in him. I abide in him, and he abides in me, right? I ask what I will, and, and it's done because I'm asking nothing that I haven't seen my father ask. I'm not, I'm not doing anything I haven't seen my Lord do. So therefore, you get behind me, Satan. Right? He said if you, he said if you resist the devil, he will do what? Flee. But that's after you have done what? Submit yourself to God. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. That's what it says. Oh, yeah. Don't be out in the devil's territory and then think you're going to resist something. No. No. Isn't God good? Is, is, is Jesus powerful? All powerful, right? All powerful. So therefore, I want you to realize that we are in control because we are with the one and we are in the one who has control over all things. The whole world, everything, is held up by the word of God. Isn't it? Nothing exists without the word of God putting it in existence, keeping it in existence. And that's who we abide in, Jesus Christ. Praise God. Let's receive communion. Oh, my goodness, it's a great time because we are talking about the blood of Jesus that was shed on our behalf. May I have the ones who are going to help serve communion, please?